Welcome to the More Than More podcast, education edition, where we help you build a better business. All right, back for another education edition, and I got a very special guest today, somebody that's not one of our realtors, but definitely we know through a bunch of our realtors in particular one. So I have Brian Swanson with me here today. Say hi, Brian. Hello. Good to meet you. Yeah, nice to have everybody listening to Brian here. I wanted to do a State of the Union in Lending World. So Brian was one of the very first people I, th- I thought of, one, because of his connection, obviously, for those of you who don't know, um, with Gina. Her, yep. Her, yep. <laughs> it's his wife, Gina. Um, and then also, I know a lot of our agents love and use you. You have great expertise. Um, I know you do a great job educating people and throughout the process. Awesome. Um, so yeah, you are one of the first people I thought of to kind of tell us about what in the world is happening in, thank, in the world. Yeah. Thanks for the invite. It's great. Yeah. I'd love to share that information with you guys. And, you know, obviously we love working with the, with the guys at Century 21. Yeah. And it's good times. Very good. All right. So before we get jump in, um, just tell us a little bit more about yourself, Brian. Uh, so a little bit about me. Uh, I know a lot of the agents, so some of this will be a little redundant, but uh, my background is in finance. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually went to Drake and graduated with a finance and investments degree. Um, was wanted to be a stock uh, stockbroker originally. Oh, okay. I didn't uh, know that. That that didn't work out very well, but <laughs> okay. I still get to play with the calculator and money. So yep, that works there you out. go. <laughs> um, been in mortgage lending since '97. Yeah, long time. Um, long time. I've owned my own mortgage brokerage for about ten years. Okay. Um, and then kind of that crash of 2008 went down, mm-hmm. and then I went into kind of a big box store. Worked at Wells Fargo for a little bit. Okay. And now we're at a regional mortgage banker with uh, Atlanta Mortgage in West Des Moines. Okay. Uh, we're in, independently owned and operated on each little branch, okay. and we take care of the West Des Moines office. Very good. So, yes, lots of expertise. So even, yeah, yeah, your degree really is in all, all the things that you're kind of doing now, related, but not yep. the same, right? Yep. <laughs> not right. what you're intending to do. Okay, right. good. Um, so, yeah, I think the number one question we talk about, we're talking about this a lot at team meetings, Um things obviously changed and very, very abruptly. So this is obviously affecting affecting the market, maybe not as quickly as we honestly thought, which is good. Um, but again, I just kind of want to know, like, what is it looking like on your end, this, the big change? Like, so what's kind of just this year looked like in comparison to next year or last year, I should say. And then also, obviously, when the change happened with rates. So kind of just talk to me a little bit about what's <clears throat> what's been going on in the lending world there. You bet. Um, so the lending world itself obviously has been... Um, I'd say that as far as underwriting and things like that goes, yeah, um, it's been steady Eddie. Okay. Um, we're still qualifying on really good terms. Okay. Um, the big, biggest thing is going to be the interest rate, obviously. Yes. Um, huge dramatic increase over yeah. the last quarter. Definitely haven't seen that in my lifetime in real estate. Right. That's eight years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, having that interest rate increase over a point, point and a quarter and, um, you know, a couple weeks time right. frame. It was was fast. really something that we had to get a lot of people to wrap their head around. Yeah, um, and even still today, we have people that were calling and calling in, checking out interest rates, and you know, you're telling them, "Oh, it's at five and a half," and they're like, "That's really high." And you're like, like "Well, but well, it's already better." You know. <laughs> yeah. And the nice thing, the nice yeah. thing is, though, actually, over the last week or so, we have seen a little bit of recovery. Okay. Um, there for a little bit, they were up around that six, six and a quarter. Yeah. Um, so we're we've come back down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully keep our fingers crossed that mm-hmm. that continues. Yeah, definitely. Um, we've seen some different things going on in the European market right now. Okay. To where 
like they're feds fund people. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually increased a half a percent yesterday. Okay. Um, that's the first time that they've had an increase in hike, hike interest rates in 11 years. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so it's funny how the whole, um, the whole world is intertwined with those financial markets. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so that's affecting us. And now today our stock market has rebounded a little bit. Okay. Our bond market has rebounded a little bit. We'll see a little bit of that play into, into our rate. Yeah, position absolutely. Too. So I love, I loved your backstory on this too. So like, so you're getting calls from buyers right now and they're like, Oh, it's that's high 5.5. Right. Right. So give me some just historical, I mean, let's go back a little bit further. I wasn't necessarily planning on this, but when you said 1997, you've been in the mortgage industry since then. So like, just maybe give our, you know, realtors who haven't been in the business that long, some perspective on what that, <laughs> what's it look like historically. Right. Um, yeah. The 30 year fixed rate historically, mm-hmm. um, you know, seven and a half is a great rate. Right. Right. So we're still well below historical numbers. Right. Um, it's just, everybody's had that intention of that three, seven, five or that, you know, three and a half and right. kind of go from there. And, um, it's a big sticker shock. Yeah. Uh, the things that we have to kind of think about when we're talking to these people is, you know, why are you buying? Exactly. You know, let's get into the why behind it and what they're really looking for, as opposed to, um, you know, Hey, it's three and a half. I'm supposed to buy because rates are cheap and that's what I'm told to do. Right. Right. So let's have this conversation about kind of what they're doing. Um, you know, the big thing right now and the things that we've talked about is it's not a slam dunk. We have to kind of future cast those conversations okay. a little bit more. Now than you were maybe six now than ago. we were. Right. Yes, good. We have to go back and almost, you know, put some more of that selling stuff back into our, okay. into our yeah, presentations. That's what we're talking about too. Yeah. Right. I mean, people really move regardless of where those interest rates are at. Right. You know, there's going to be... People have to make a move for certain reasons, right? Exactly. I mean, there's going to be life changes. There's going to be family additions, family subtractions. Yeah. You know, there's going to be divorce situations or there's going to be job changes. Yeah, absolutely. People are going to, they're going to right size those homes no matter where the interest rate's at. Right. Because of things that they need to do for their situation. Right. So we're in this, I mean, we get to be in this beautiful place where it people will always have to make a move. It just might not be as easy or right. it might not come as quickly as it has been, but it's still a really good, I mean, it, this is still a really good industry, really good business because people have to do these things. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when it comes down to it, people, they're buying for the same exact reasons that our parents and grandparents yeah. have bought. Yeah. I mean, they want stability for their family. Yeah. They want to improve the environments that they're in. Yeah. So if we can get back to that and kind of get that back into their head and get them out of the whole <laughs> Just buy, buy because it's so low. <laughs> right. Get yeah. them out of that interest yeah. rate conversation. Yeah. We're in better shape. Awesome. Very good. So let's just kind of, yeah, focus in on our buyers. You already kind of said are we, are, we are doing some more getting back to those conversations, yep. back to really looking at their whole picture, right? So let's talk about some of the different options and just kind of advice that we're giving to buyers right now. So what sure. what are some different options um, they have? I know ARMS has come a lot up a lot. Um, Kyle's talked a lot about this on our some of our market update podcasts and things like that. Um, and so, and some people don't have any idea what those are. They haven't lived in a world where they've <laughs> needed to know what they are, right? right? So I do want to dig in a little bit to that as well. But just overall kind of, yeah, talk to me about buyers and how's, I mean, what kind of conversations are you having with them now? You bet. Definitely. So yeah, things have definitely changed. I've, I've always been a type of originator that is more of a consultative type. Yeah. Um, I want to make sure that they have a good idea of all the products available Yeah. and what they're looking for. Um, arms are one of those. They've got a huge bad rap back yeah. in the 2008 yeah. timeframe. Yeah. 
Um, but honestly, it's a, it's a great product. Okay. Um, I personally had adjustable rate mortgages pretty much on everything mm-hmm. except for the last like two years. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's one of those things where it's a great product where it can give you a little bit more buying power, okay. um, interest rates a little bit lower on that time frame. Okay. But the customer has to really understand how it works. Okay. Um, so talk to me about that a little bit. Like, so when you're talking to a customer about this option, what, and again, for our newer realtors, yep. I've never heard of these two, like give them kind of the perspective on what do you mean by that? Yep. Without getting into too much of the technical yeah. sides of yeah, things, right. but um, really the way that it works on those adjustables is there's going to be either like a five-year adjustable, a seven-year adjustable, or a 10-year. Okay. Those are kind of the basic the basic ones that yep. are out there. Um, you'll get some outliers of it, but um, most of that time, that interest rate will be fixed for like five years or seven years, 10 years, whichever okay. market that you're in. Yep. Um, but the big thing on those are going to be the caps. Okay. So on the caps, there's three little numbers after everything else. And generally, it's called a 525. Okay. And what that is, it's going to be the initial adjustment. Okay. The subsequent adjustment. Mm-hmm. And then the lifetime adjustment. Okay. Okay. So you got a 525. Let's say you got an interest rate that starts at three. Mm-hmm. At the end of that five-year time frame, if that's a 525, it can increase got 5%. It. Got it. That first year. That seems like a big, scary number, maybe. Huge. Okay. So it could go from three and then all of a sudden you're paying eight. eight. Okay. And then after that, it could go Only 2%, 2%. Okay. every year with a lifetime maximum of five. So okay. if, if that first year after year five, so year six, if it jumps up to 8%, right. you're already at your lifetime max. Okay. Okay. Right. But you do have the option to where it could come back down too. Right. Um, depending upon what market situations are and what indices that it's at. Yeah. So I guess maybe we'll talk a little bit more about some of those like predictions later on, mm-hmm. right? Like, sure. so, um, so, but when it is right for people, so how do you kind of know, like when you're co- consultating, you're having that consultation with them, if this might be a good product for them, what are you kind of looking for? If I see that their knuckles get really white. <laughs> maybe they're super scared. Okay, we're not doing right. that. Yeah, well, maybe we won't talk about that. Okay, okay. But no. Um, you know, it's one of those where, yeah, you just have that conversation and you kind of get the feel for for what their comfort level is. Good, okay. Um, generally, they'll be pretty upfront with you on if they want anything to do with it or if they don't. Yeah. Um, my last conversation with most of them is... If this is something that's going to keep you up at night yeah. and you're going to worry about it from year one to five on what's Probably going on not with the rates, we're not going to do that. Yeah, that's good. And I think too, on the realtor side of those things, even just kind of even setting them up to have these conversations, I think of what is your goal in this home? What do you think your goals right. are? How long do you think you're going to be here? Because we have those conversations even with... Um, you know, what you're purchasing at and the amount of equity that you can gain quickly, right? Like what is your goal here? Five to 10 years or like one to two? That is a big difference. Huge difference. In a conversation. Cool. So yeah, I mean, going back to those arms, I mean, there's, there's no reason to pay that premium for that 30 year fixed rate. If you're going to be there for five years. Okay. Like if you're in a corporate job and you know, you're getting transferred every four years, no matter what. Yeah. This could be a good product for you. Okay. Got it. Okay. I mean, it's a great product for that person. Mm -hmm. Um, but in reality, when you start looking at it, you can see the cost breakdown. And when I do all these breakdown conver- uh, calculations for yeah, people, absolutely, it's like you can see that that adjustable, like a seven-year adjustable is actually a better product for them over the 30-year up through about nine and a half years. Okay. 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 And that's, that's given a worst case scenario mm-hmm. that 
it hits the interest rates hit the max after the adjustments and those kind of things. So they kind of get a little bit of a, a, a buffer after that time frame. Okay. Um, as long as they know that it's coming. Okay, good. I like yep. it. Those are really good conversations. So the kind of the goods and the bads. And I like how you said, I mean, some people are going to come in adamantly like, I am not doing that. Oh, yeah. They kind of already know, right? Okay, yep. good. I like it. So what are some other options out there for buyers or what are other, um, if, if yeah, you say the word arms and they're like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> right. um, or kind of what other pictures or what other options do buyers have right now when you're having these consultations? Yep. So there's been a couple of things that have kind of come back into the mix. These used to be fairly common, but a two, one buy down. Okay. Um, we're kind of seeing coming back. Basically the way that that works is that generally you put it on a fixed rate. Okay. Um, but the initial rate is 2% below where the market's at. Okay. And then the next year it goes 1% and then the next year it stays. Okay. So, you know, if you got somebody that now generally they'll be just a little bit higher than what market's at. So let's say market's at five today. Yep. And if it's at five, you're going to start at three, uh, Three. Yeah. Yeah. And then next year to four. Yep. And then the next year to five, and then it'll stay at five. Okay. Um, so there's a couple of different ways to fund those. Uh, people can actually pay for them just themselves, just mm-hmm. like paying discount points to buy that rate down. Got it. Okay. okay. Or you can get the seller to pay. A lot of times a builder will pay. Um, Interesting. So okay. it kind of depends on how you want to structure that. Okay. Um, so are you seeing those on, and actually now that you say that on the builder to pay the, the seller to say, is it coming more in closing costs? Like you're trying correct. to get more in the, cl- okay, got it. Yep. Perfect. Exactly. And now you, what I've seen it used on too is you get, get some of those houses that have maybe sat for a little bit. Oh yeah. And you get convinced that seller, instead of reducing that cost or reducing the price, price. Mm-hmm. let's give somebody the benefit for those first two years. Right. Yeah. So let's take, just throwing out numbers right. instead of reducing that price of the house, 10 grand, right? Let's take 5,000 and let's do this two, one buy down. Right. And we'll just fund that for them, but it'll make it that much more beneficial for that customer. Nice. And I, into it. And it is interesting that you're saying that is coming back. Cause it's so true. Things are starting, starting to sit a little longer. It's not quite as frenzied on the seller right. side. So that is a good negotiation maybe point for your buyers and gets them what they want in the short term. Yep. It's good. Exactly. Okay. Anything else that we're consulting buyers on other than just kind of standard, standard options that have always yep. been there. Yeah. Um, you know, another big one, uh, Iowa finance authority. Yeah. Um, they've always got some really good products. Um, they'll have a $2,500 grant mm-hmm. or a $5,000 second mortgage mm-hmm. that they can use for down payment assistance. Um, those are always good options for somebody. They do have income requirements, um, and also credit score requirements. So as long as they hit yep. those, they're yep. good. Yep. Um, the other one, there's a new one. It's, a uh, in West Des Moines. Okay. They started a grant down payment option. Okay. Um, if you can actually couple the West Des Moines grant option with the Iowa Finance Authority. Okay, okay. And people can get almost a little over 17,000 bucks. That's amazing. Um, they yeah. got to be buying within that Valley Junction area. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's some really good options out there to look at. Good. And so that just all makes me think too, as we have people all over the state of Iowa as realtors now um, within our brokerage, I mean, really just, I mean, know somebody local that you can mm-hmm. go talk to because they might know about some of those things that you don't. Right. So help like have your lenders help you find those extra special things that could really help our buyers in the long run. Um, And I know just for all of our realtors too, we do have a really good resource um, that Abby's put together for us. Um, We can get probably attached in the um, notes here for everybody just reminding them about tons of links and different options for, especially for first time home buyers, but other, other things out there too. So yeah, for sure. All right. So let's flip, flip this um, a little bit. 
So sellers, sellers are often, oftentimes selling also to buy, right? right? So at the end of the day, they're, they're usually a buyer also, but I guess where have you seen the market shift with like refis? Refis were crazy when the rates were super duper low. So have you seen changes in refinances? Um, and if I am a seller who needs to then buy, what are you seeing with bridge loans happening now too? Where are you kind of using that as a strategy in multiple offer situations you bet. to not have to be subject to sale and subject to proceeds, right? So talk to me about refis and bridge loans, anything else we're kind of seeing with sellers that probably are also buying. Okay, perfect. Um, refis, uh, yeah, I mean, they've went on the wayside a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's a lot of people that took advantage of getting into those low yeah. interest rates. And and they're I, really happy they did. We're not going to see those people again. <laughs> yeah. Um, not until they're ready to buy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I kept, I kept joking that I'm kind of refinancing myself out of a job, right? Because I'm, <laughs> I'm never going to see these people again. Yeah. Right. But you will when they're ready to buy. Absolutely. Um, but you will have those people that continuously will come back for debt consolidation uh-huh. or they're using their equity for home improvement. Absolutely. Or once again, you know, maybe they have divorce and they've got to do a buyout or something yeah. like that. So those are the refi situations that yeah. we're really seeing right now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, people as, choosing to stay in their home, right? Like they're using yeah. that home equity to go do stuff to their home because they're choosing to stay there maybe or right. something like that. Cool. Yep, exactly. Cool. Yep. And then from the from the other part of the seller side, um, I would say when, when they're accepting offers, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's really important right now to make sure that we're working with a uh, an originator that everybody's confident with. Good, yeah. Um, one thing that we've done a lot of lately is the fully underwritten pre-approvals. Okay, yeah. Um, we've got a product called I Am Buyer Ready. And <clears throat> really what it is, is in the old days, you'd come in and they'd give me your pay stubs and bank statements and look through it. But we're really trying to find one more way for our people to stand out in those negotiations. Out. yes. And by doing that and sending them through the full underwriting process, mm-hmm. we can give that seller the fully underwritten pre-approval, which is next to the next to cash. Right. That's it. Right. And right? so on those buyer's agent side, like you knowing that to go sell your offer to the listing agent, right? right. And then the listing agent side to kind of be aware of the good and the bad out there too, as far as looking yep. at those pre-approvals, pre-quals or whatever you're looking at. Exactly. Good. I and like you that. Know, one other thing we do to kind of st- stand out with that is we generally will throw in a video with it. Oh, love it. That just explains, you know, hey, this customer went above and beyond and went one extra step. We're through the full underwriting process. Really, at this point, we need title and appraisal. Nice. You know, and we're ready to roll. That's total confidence in the and seller's eyes. Yeah. That's I great. Mean, the sellers love it. The listing agents love it. Yeah. Um, I think it's really dope, helped us get to that position of winning a few more offers at that point. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, you mentioned um, bridge loans. Yes. Um, so what we're seeing in the bridge loan aspect if they really need a true bridge loan kind of thing, okay. Um, best way to do it at this point is before they really do anything, before they list their house, get that home equity line, get it up to ninety percent of their value, so okay. they have some stuff available and accessible. Okay. Um, but really, what we're seeing a lot of is doing a recast. Okay. So Tell me about that, yeah. A recast, basically, it's kind of like a reamortization or. Let's say they've got one house to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that they want to buy, they don't want to do contingent. Yep, they want. So to, yep. If they put five percent down on the new house, okay, then we can do that. We can do the purchase. We can get them in there. Okay. Once they sell their house, then they can take that. Let's say they have a hundred thousand dollars worth of proceeds. They can take that. They can apply it to the new mortgage, and then that new mortgage will recast or reset that payment to whatever got the it. new balance is. Okay. So it doesn't so, have to stay what it was when they closed. It then changes once they have this yep. more 
equity or whatever right. to put towards so it. So as long okay. as their house sells fast, yeah. they're in great shape. Okay. If, you know, worst case scenario, they carry both payments for a little bit. Okay. And then finally, the new payment will reduce after they make that fin- that larger payment. Okay, good. Yep. Okay. That's a really good option we've been seeing a ton of. Yeah, that's really good. Um, anything else um, for anything else in the refi, in the bridge loan, in the seller space? I loved how you said as sellers, look for those super good, high quality, know your good lenders, pre, you know, like those stronger pre-approvals, those things. Um, anything else on the seller side? I think I'm pretty good on the seller okay. side. Nothing that's really coming off. To okay, me. good. All right. So I did want to touch on a few things because just kind of the extras of the process. So once mm-hmm. you actually have a pending offer, um, because this changes as the market fluctuates and oh, yeah. how busy you guys are and how many, how busy appraisers are and all those kinds of things. So um, just how, how are appraisals going? I guess, I mean, maybe even give us some comparison of January, February, March compared to now, as far as even just timeline, how are they coming in? Right. What are you seeing and how those appraisals are coming back? Um, our appraisals have been in, actually in really good shape. Good. Um, they have been, I'd say the normal time frame is probably two to three weeks. Okay. So they have extended out a little bit on those. Okay. Um, we wish that we could figure out a way to get those back <laughs> a little faster. Yeah. Um, Value-wise, uh, I've been pre- pleasantly surprised. Okay, uh, We've had a couple of them come back a little bit low, but honestly, everybody in that situation anticipated it to come back yeah, low from that's the beginning. True. Okay. Um, so nothing that was real shocking. Okay, good. Um, so that was great. So they're kind of keeping up with their timeline by telling you up front that's going to take a little longer. Yeah. So that's good, that adjustment. Yep. And generally coming back okay. Yeah. I We've had some discussion um, just about, okay, People are still, sellers, I feel, are still pricing as if we are in a crazy, crazy hot market. And I I mean, we are. We're still in a great market, but it is slowing down a little bit. So just adjustments on, I was just curious if that was hitting appraisals at all as far as what people are actually putting in the paper and if any of that's getting out of whack yet. So I think, I think appraisers, uh, the appraisers that we have in the market around here, for the most part, do a pretty good job at trying to keep realistic. Okay. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Maybe, okay. that, maybe that's the best yeah. PC way and to And again, say it. I will say, I will say too, to that point, local, you just said local, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it, there's so much to be said about having even local appraisers. Right. Um, because who really understand what's, what's currently happening and what was happening. Right. On those other previous sales. And I think I might have a little bit of a skewed spot on that too, just for the fact that the, the way that we do appraisals at Atlanta mm-hmm. is that, we get to we get to pick our appraisal board. Yeah, we can't specify that this appraiser goes right. to this right. particular but you house. Know the, like this is your good but group. Yeah, yeah. We know the appraisers, and we know that we're putting them into a situation to where it's at. Um, so if they're on our panel, yeah, we're gonna have pretty good luck. Yeah. So I would just say to our agents too, don't be afraid to ask and get involved with your lender <clears> as a listing agent. Yeah. I mean, are we getting local people? Can we get a local person? If it's not a local person, I just right. feel like that does go a long way when you're. Oh yeah with those appraisals. That's good. Okay. Yep. Well, well, I'm glad to hear though that they've not been too crazy. I was yeah. actually really curious. <laughs> yeah. They've been in really good shape. Okay, good. Um, just overall other, before we go, we're going to kind of wrap up with some kind of maybe some predictions. No one can really okay. predict the future, but I do want to talk a little bit about predictions and kind of just wrap us up. But before we do that, just anything else, goods, bads right now that realtors, if you could, if you can get in front of every realtor and tell them to watch out for this or, or any buyer and watch out for this or whatever that may be, any other goods, bads in the lending world right now? Um, you know, I think the big thing right now 
whenever the market shifts, right? Mm-hmm. You've got your good agents, your good lenders, those kind of people, they're fine-tuning processes. Good, okay. You know, they're making things more efficient, mm-hmm. um, making it easier for people, more effective. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really what a lot of con- people are concentrating on right now. Yeah. Um, and if they're not doing that, they're probably spinning their wheels thinking that they're really busy, but not really doing anything. Yeah, that's good. Um, unfortunately. Yeah, but it no, happens. it's good. No, it's so true. Cause we, yeah, we are doing a whole course of series or courses, a series on back to basics. Cause mm-hmm. yeah, we've had, it's been a little, maybe quote unquote easy. Right. Yeah. And so it is really about going back and going, okay, like you've already mentioned some of these things, it's coming back. Right. And we've right. had to restart these consultations in a slightly different way again. And it's not just buy to buy and we have to look at the future a little bit more. So yeah, all of those things kind of have to do with yep. kind of going back to those basics, right? It's just going back and solidifying those relationships that you have yeah. being real confident with who you're working with. Yeah. You got to know that that loan officer has your back and continues yeah. to talk about how awesome you are to that customer. Yeah. And hopefully the agent is also talking to those customers about how awesome they are as a lending yeah. partner. Yeah. Um, you know, we got to really work together to make sure that the, everything goes smooth and everybody's on the same team. Yeah. I like that. Like that's exactly what I was thinking until you yep. yeah, team, like it is about, we actually are trying to do this for, sure. for you together. That's really good. Yep. All right. So again, don't quote anything in that in the next segment. <laughs> predictions are predictions. No one can predict anything. I feel like our last market update that our crew did here. Um, yeah, they're like, okay, two months ago, we did not predict that, right? right, right. Um, so we can't fully know what's going to go on. But I just kind of want to hear from you. You're in it every single day. Yeah. Where do you think we're going? What's, yeah. what's going to happen here? <laughs> but I know it's kind of <laughs> scary, right? <laughs> predictions. Yeah. Predictions. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, well, let's start out with some basics. I mean, right yeah. now, uh, we just got the existing home sales report out that for the end of June. Um, I was really kind of surprised to see, I shouldn't have been because it, I've seen it, but right. 25% of those ca- were cash buyers. Yeah, that seems crazy um, high still. Which me. seemed a little high to me, but mm-hmm. that's amazing. Um, and this is national. It's yes. not regional, but yeah. um, you know, your median home increase has, has increased by 13%. Um, so we're still of, seeing plenty of appreciation. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of appreciation. Of all of the sales, only 1% of those were either a foreclosure or a short sale. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the market's in really good shape. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the supply and demand activity is there. Mm-hmm. Um, the prices are supported. Mm-hmm. Uh, even with the higher interest rates, I think we're we're doing pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you want to put anything out there, lay a stake in the ground on rates at all? <laughs> <laughs> That's really bad to ask, but... You know, I... Basically, where we're at rate-wise right now, market predictions. Um, so right now, we're in the seventh consecutive month that we've had of seven-plus percent of, pre- of inflation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that good? No, it's not good, obviously, but mm-hmm. it's not terrible when you put it into perspective. If you okay. go back from the time period of 78 to 82, okay. yeah, that there was 45 months of consecutive 7% plus inflation. Yeah. Right. Crazy. I mean, think about that. Yeah, That's crazy. You're looking at almost four years of people just continuing to pay 7% more on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't feel we're in such a bad yeah. situation right now. I think, I think they've kind of fine tuned the markets a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see that turn a lot faster than that 48 month time frame. Yeah. Um, everybody that I listen to is really saying, you know, by the beginning Beginning a second quarter, end of first quarter mm-hmm. is kind of where we're going to see a little bit of a turn. Okay. Um, 
Now, some of that's going to depend on where the Fed does. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the things that we can't control, <clears throat> right? <laughs> we got we got the next Fed meeting that's coming up um, here in the next week, I think, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody's pushing for them to raise that 1%. Okay. Um, there was a little bit of a leak the other day that said that they're going to raise it at 0.75 instead okay. of 1. Okay, okay. Um, that's where we saw the markets go a little crazy yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so the bond market didn't like that at all. Okay. Um, so we'll see if they can change their tune beforehand. Okay. Um, but so let's, let's, let's hope for but, one. Yeah. If we can, if we can get and them to keep there, bumping steady, that up. Maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Keep getting, keep them to get, excuse me, keep no. getting them to bump that rate up a little bit to help curb that inflation back a little yeah. faster. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be great. Um, a lot faster for us. Yeah, for good. sure. I like it. Yep. Good. Good job. That was, that was factual information. That wasn't too much like <laughs> steak, putting a stake in the ground or anything. That was good. Okay. So you got any final takeaways? I've got one. I definitely want to throw out to our, our crew, but yeah, kind of final takeaways, advice for lenders, advice for buyers, advice for real, whichever direction you want to go. Yep. Um, final takeaways here. I saw a really interesting fact just the other day. Um, that was talking about market projections itself. Okay. Not interest rates or anything yeah. like that, just more demographic. Yeah. Um, but it said that right now, one in 10 Americans are 65 years of age or older. Okay. Okay. By the year 2050, one in six Americans will be 65 or older. Mm-hmm. That's huge. That's a big so, difference. Huge difference, right? Yeah. So I, I saw that today and, and I was just thinking... Okay, do we need to do we need to start Shift. doing some different marketing techniques? Yeah. Do we need to start you know researching some different stuff on who's going to be buying at this yeah. point? And become an expert in something slightly different, a different niche right. of information. Yeah, cool. Yep, exactly. So, I thought that was interesting. Um, the other thing, you know, for takeaways, uh, I'd say the biggest thing that I would say is do the things now that are going to make you great when the market comes back. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Do the hard things, get your processes, keep, continue the process mm-hmm. and continue to prospect. Yeah, that's really good. Oh. And yeah, and we've always kind of seen when the market shifts, um, the good can get better when they really dig in, right? Oh, for and, sure. Yeah, no, instead of giving up or like it was easy, I rode the wave and now I'm like, I don't know what to do, right? Like yeah. get back to the basics, build that right foundation, do the things maybe others don't want to do. Maybe think about where the marketing and demographics is going. That was kind yeah. of a cool, fun fact. I like that. Um in general, I think my takeaway is just we have, again, we have agents all over the state. Find your trusted people. Like, find a Brian in your market. Find your have, people. Yeah, find your people yes. that you trust, that you know are on your client's side, that you know, to me, the fact that you even do a consultation, like, I want to find for my buyers, yeah. lenders that will sit down with them and actually communicate with them. And I'm licensed all over Iowa, so <laughs> there we're go. good. We can, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, find your people, right? I love that. And be a team. Take take lenders to coffee, like, I mean, yeah. or whatever. Just get in their heads, get know what's going on, and find the people you trust. I think that's yeah. kind of where I want to go. Yeah. Get to know them on a personal level. Yeah. Get to know them on a professional level. Yeah. Trust them. Yeah. Get them in there. Relationship business, right? You got it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again so much for your time. It's awesome. We Thanks for your having insight. me. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us today. For more episodes, resources, and show notes, head to morethanmorepodcast.com.